Welcome to the On Target Living Podcast, a place where health and human performance meet. If someone knew something worked 100% of the time and it was easy and you were able to actually tackle the cause of your issue, why wouldn't you do it? Hello, welcome to another episode of On Target Living. It's Kristen here. Hi, Kristen. (laughs) How's it going? We get three parts today. We're recording a three-part series called Billion Dollar Problems. This is part two of the three-part series. And we are gonna dive into some other issues that many people are facing today. And we'll also give you a few small steps to take to improve or prevent some of these issues. So let's dive right in. We're gonna start with people who experience kidney issues and what they need to be aware of. So again, go back in time. If they haven't heard our first part series, check it out. It's on blood pressure, cholesterol, type two diabetes, and what was number four? Thyroid. <laughs> <laughs> that was only about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Just remind me on that. So anyway, if you haven't heard that, but some of it crosses over, so it would be a good uh, piece to look, listen to. But yeah, today we're going to talk about kidney, liver, gout, acid reflux, skin, and then uh, this autoimmune, which is really interesting especially right now so yep talking about the immune system and and you'll find too it, it'll be nice to go back and listen to every part of these series because everything is kind of building on each other and everything's connected there's the gut brain connection and we don't heal the body in isolation we heal it as one unit so you'll find either even if you experience a lot of these different kind of issues you will start to see a lot of those issues go away just by tackling kind of the foundation um, for the from what the body needs from a nutrition standpoint and a lifestyle standpoint. So that's kind of the cool thing. So let's dive into kidney and liver. We can talk both about both of those things. And, you know, if people have, you know, elevated levels of, you know, liver enzymes or whatever it is that people need to kind of be aware of. Well, I think if we go back from the beginning is we really part of the doing these podcasts is we want people to have more knowledge and medical illiteracy has never been higher. And so we believe that if you can understand a little bit more about some of these things we're going to discuss today or in the future, you're going to have better conversations, your health professionally have better ownership and really you have the power. So that's really where we are. And so when you think of the kidney and the liver, what do they do? So the big part of what the kidneys do is they, they're a filtration system in the body. And then you have the liver, and the liver is a big deal, which, again, it's kind of like the last stop. It filters you know, everything from your blood to... Um, so when you think of kidneys, most people think of urine and mm-hmm. you know th- things along that lines. But they all kind of work together. We talked in the last uh, podcast about diabetes and the pancreas and the gallbladder. Yeah. And then you get into the kidneys and the spleen and the the liver. But what we've been really seeing a great deal of is high or low levels of GFR. And GFR called glomular filtration rate is a kidney number. So you mentioned last time, go to our website, click on know your numbers. And at the very bottom of the page, you'll see a GFR. Mm -hmm. And everybody needs to know what that number is. Now, if you don't ask exactly what it is, they'll just say if it's, it's, as long as it's over 60, you're okay. Mm-hmm. But reality, it's not true. I mean, you're starting getting in problems when it starts dropping below 60, but you wanna know what that number is. Is it 74? 
is at 84. So when I get my blood tests back, I'm gonna turn 63 in the fall. It's a number I'm really looking at, the specific number, because then I can tell whether I'm making sure, big thing for me is I don't drink enough water. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not drinking enough water, my GFR will not be where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So at my age right now, I want it to be over 80. Yeah. You know, it hovers between 75 and 82, okay. but it's a big deal I pay attention to. So when people, uh, are dehydrated they might be consuming way too much alcohol mm-hmm. you know I had a guy that came to see me a long time ago and he was drinking way too much alcohol or soda pops or, or soda pop or processed foods but the also the big one is protein mm-hmm. you know we're getting so many people protein this protein that but a high protein diet puts so much stress on the kidneys hence the GFR will drop. Mm -hmm. And so when we see a lot of people we work with at a young age, and I'm like, how can their GFR be so low? It's because they're probably drinking too many energy drinks or too much alcohol, or I already know they're on a high protein diet. Or bulletproof coffee. Or or whatever it might be, you know. So, So again, as the body becomes more acidic, that GFR number drops, and that's a great indicator. So everybody out there needs to know what their GFR is and pay attention to it. And to improve that, number one is water. Talk about you know chlorophyll, things high in greens, things that keep the body clean. Daily movement, you know, when we're sweating, mm-hmm. even an Epsom salt bath. These things all attribute. But I think the big thing that helps Mike. GFR is eating greens like my wheatgrass and salads and things like that along with my water. Yep. Drinking half your body weight in ounces of water a day. Correct. Yep. So that's a big one. But that's that's a number that we need to pay attention to because, you know, dialysis is growing like crazy in the United States. I mean, one dialysis clinic after another is popping up. People are drinking too much coffee, too much alcohol. They're not eating the right nutrients and the right minerals. So when you're not doing these things, the kidney has to work way too hard. And think of it, the kidney as like a, a radiator in your car. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, we'd have to make sure the radiator was clean. Yeah. It's no different. Or if you have air conditioning now in the summer and your air conditioner is covered and it doesn't have that, that's the same thing with kidneys. You need to keep that clean so the body can work efficiently and not be too stressed. So sometimes the high protein diets that can cause inflammation, it can cause kind of low GFR numbers. I know a lot of people I work with who take you know, protein supplements or put protein powder in their smoothies. They also will do creatine too, which can affect that number. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think sometimes people think that that's a natural substance to put in the body, but it can also affect some of these numbers. Well, the big thing we talk about is like everything's transition, everything's a step. We don't really promote protein powders Mm -hmm. because most of them are isolates. And isolates are hard to break down through the kidneys. So imagine you put this in this isolate in your body. It's hard for the kidneys to break down. So step number one is upgrade your protein powder if you're using one. Maybe you go to a plant base, maybe it's organic, maybe it's pea or hemp, whatever. But we really try to promote is getting close to the source. So I I don't use protein powders, you don't use them. I use hemp seeds, I'll use Brazil nuts, I use some form of protein and fat as my protein source. But I think that's the big thing you're seeing. And then you're getting so many young people doing creatine 
And creatine is a cell volumizer and it puts tons of stress. Mm -hmm. So one of the side effects of too much creatine, it creates muscle cramping. Well, how does that do that? So again, when we think about the kidneys and what they do, they control, you know, the fluids. So that's why we need sodium and magnesium and calcium and all these electrolytes in the body to, to help with the kidneys and it begins with some of that stuff. So as you make the body more dehydrated, you put tons of stress on your on your kidneys. Yeah, and I think short term, you know, people kind of like we talked about blood pressure, it's a silent killer. I mean, short term, people may, may not understand that this is taking a toll on their body. A lot of people who are doing protein supplements or taking creatine, they're stronger. They feel stronger. They feel like they have more energy in the gym. But long term, it's going to affect their numbers. And well, again, the point of a point of behavior change is you don't know until you. So when we get, you know, the know your numbers should be just a baseline for everybody out there. Yeah. Once they have that know your numbers and you're looking at their GFR, once you wake them up. And I had a woman, you know, not too long ago that had a GFR of 42 and she, you know, a year and a half later, it's up to 62. Amazing. And so her doctor's like, whatever you're doing, keep it up. Well, we're telling you what she's doing, drinking much more water, less caffeine, consuming lots of greens, eating whole foods. I'm having her throw some beets in her diet. So beets are really cleansing for the kidneys. Basic whole source foods and I love talking about it went up. Yeah. And I think it all comes back to that old wisdom. We want new, we want fresh all the time, but let's just go back to the basics. It's that old wisdom that really works, right? We all know we need to drink more water. We need to move our body. We don't need any fancy supplement. We don't need collagen. We don't need anything expensive out there. I think, you know, I was talking with my brother, Matt, and he said something like, why do people want to pay more to get less? Why do you want to pay more for a multivitamin or this fancy supplement? Why? You're getting so much less than you would if you were eating real foods. Yeah, and again, it gets back to basic blocking and tackling, Mm -hmm. understanding um, basic foundational pillars. But we all know if you could step off this webinar today and you want to improve your kidney function, Mm -hmm. you make sure you're balancing your carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Too much protein is going to cause your kidneys to work too hard. Mm -hmm. If you cut out fruits, you know, or your, some of your uh, ancient grains or, you know, and again, real specific for the kidneys is, is greens, water, and beets. Beets we know. As soon as you put a beet in the body, your urine will see that change in color. I remember, so our old dog, Dolly, I came home from college and I walked her. I thought I'd do you a favor, you were gone or something. And I walked her outside and she went to the bathroom and it was snowy outside and it was red. And I freaked out, I called mom, I said, oh my gosh, she's got blood in her urine, what's happening? And so mom raced home, we were gonna take her to the vet. And then mom said, you know what? Dad fed her beets this morning. (laughs) And I'll never forget that because it is a cleanser. You know, it cleans yeah, the mean, body. You know, my little my little honey that I think about all the time, we, now we have Floyd, but, you know, Dolly would be, you know, whatever I would eat, you know, she, she would eat, she would do the cod liver oil or off the spoon. Yeah. 
she would do the spirulina corella because it's naturally good for her coat and digestive system. But every once in a while, I would be juicing and I would be making a, a juice with beets and carrots and celery and apples. And I would give her little pieces of beets. And so yeah, I remember you telling me that story. I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, yeah, I gave Dolly some beets and she likes them. So but that's how powerful mm-hmm. some of these things are to keep the body cleansed. So. But again, the point of this is, is make sure you get your GFR and get the specific number and pay attention to that every time you get your blood test. Because again, that's a number you do not want to fall down. And if you're probably in your, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, that number still should be over in the 70s. And as you're younger, it should be even up in the 80s, 90s, over 100. But that number starts to fall very quickly when people are doing these energy drinks and too much protein, especially creatine. Yep, and you don't need any added protein. You're going to get plenty of protein just from your everyday diet. Nuts, seeds, lean meats, you know, greens even. Well, you know, I remember my first bodybuilding contest, I was told you got to eat all this protein. So I was eating about 300 grams of protein a day, which is insane. Right, it's insane. And I was doing all the stuff. I kind of bulked up. And this is in 1985. I went from basically 175 pounds. I got up to 232. Wow. And so as I bulked up, I was eating Cassian shakes and all this stupid stuff. And then as I competed, I went back to about 172 pounds. And I lost like 60, 60 pounds losing this. But along with what we're going to talk about in a minute, my, my, my um, CPK number was off the charts. My muscle, it's a muscle enzyme, was off the charts. Mm-hmm. I didn't know my GFR at the time, but I know it had to be so, oh, so, horrible. so taxed, right? Yeah. So I think that's what we have to understand out there, that a lot of the things that we're doing out there to get in better shape mm-hmm. really might cause you to be unhealthy. Yeah. And really to understand muscle, you need to make sure you have enough protein to have nitrogen balance. And, you, and that doesn't need to be a lot to have that. So if a person's consuming 15 grams of protein or 20 grams of protein, much more than that, the body has a very difficult time to break down. Hence, the kidneys will work harder. And so if the goal is to have stronger, you know, stronger and you know, all the stuff that people are out there working out, you just need to make sure you're consuming protein. And many of it comes from plant sources mm-hmm. that puts a lot less stress on that. So as you mentioned earlier, you don't need a lot of protein. You just need enough protein to have nitrogen balance, which is about 15 to 20 grams per meal. Okay. It's not oh, a yeah. lot. Yep. Okay, so let's move into liver. I know you just touched on this, but what about people with liver enzymes being too high? I know I have a lot of girlfriends right now who are concerned about that, and they also have you know, leg cramping and spasms that go along with it. So I think I think for some of the girls I work with, they probably exercise too much or they're not giving themselves enough recovery. And sometimes that can affect, you know, their CK numbers, their creatine kinase numbers and, you yeah, know, so when you inflammation. Look, so. Yeah, I think when you look at liver enzymes, you'll see that in your blood test. It's the ALT or the AST or ALP or GTT or BUN. These are all liver enzymes. And many times I'll tell my clients that if they get their GFR number, their kidney, mm-hmm. they work together. You don't need to have every one of these. But normally you're going to get your ALT and AST, and they're generally going to be okay. Yeah. But okay is okay in a blood test but you might have some other things talking back to you such as muscle cramping or things like that so now you go back to say okay what causes muscle cramping 
I'm probably have an imbalance of my minerals. Minerals or so dehydrated. If, I, if I'm dehydrated, too much protein in my diet, not consuming certain foods. Again, we talk about carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are loaded with minerals. You know, you got your vegetables and your ancient grains and, you know, so many wonderful things out there. So when a person's eating healthy carbohydrates, healthy proteins, healthy fats, these things start to all balance out. So generally when I see a liver enzyme out of whack, they're either overtraining, they're dehydrated, and they're really not, there's something missing in their diet yeah. or they're not absorbing something correctly. Mm -hmm. But this is a big deal. So again, back to the liver and back to the kidneys, they work together as a team. If your BUN is out of whack, so will your GFR. And if your GFR is out of whack, generally your BUN is out of whack. So they all work together. But again, as simple as it sounds, Breathing's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Hydration is a big deal. Start with the basics. And then, for, for example, if you're eating real food, back to the source, which you always talk about, you're probably going to get the minerals you need. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're a big fan of wheatgrass, because wheatgrass is high in minerals. But so many f certain foods, I mean, you, you consume a certain food, that's going to be loaded with minerals. Yeah. So it doesn't come from a lot of these potions and powders that more and more people are trying to do. But if your kidneys are not healthy and your liver's not healthy, you won't be healthy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, well, let's, I know we're kind of jumping into a, a new topic and category, and we talk a lot about pH imbalances and digestive issues. So let's kind of combine these two popular issues together, gout and acid reflux. Um, so I know many times we work with people and it's there's some sort of pH imbalance going on or some sort of digestive problem. So let's talk about this and, and some simple steps that people can do if they're struggling with these issues. Well, it's funny, you know, Prilosec had a 14-day challenge for acid reflux. And we said, well, why don't we do an Ontario Living 14-day challenge? Because acid reflux is so easy to fix. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, you had acid indigestion. Mm -hmm. You would take Alka-Seltzer. Mm -hmm. So what was Alka-Seltzer? It was alkaline, right? Sodium bicarb. So we know now what we eat to contr control this thing called pH. Yeah. So we have videos on this and so forth. So as you make your body more alkaline, again, back to when people cut out fruits or cut out carbohydrates, their body moves more acid. And it's very difficult to have this optimal digestion, this optimal immune system. And so when you look at acid reflux, it's so prevalent out there, but it's so easy to fix. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll ask people all the time, like, if you have acid reflux and you, if you're taking a Tums and it helps that, what is in that Tums? Yeah. So any of these acid blockers are so unhealthy for the human body. Any of these ibuprofen or anti-inflammatories are so unhealthy for the body. Because whether you're, if you're on an acid blocker, you cannot have good digestive absorption. You can't. Mm -hmm. So now we're leading to other problems, which may be some of the stuff we talked about earlier. You know, cholesterol issues or type 2 diabetes or whatever. But acid reflux is a great indicator that you probably have a pH imbalance. Mm -hmm. And as simple as drinking a water with lemon or doing a hot tea with ginger in the evening mm -hmm. or eating, uh, you know, a real f piece of fruit, yeah. you know, fruits are very alkalizing. Yeah. And so when I had this guy that had hiccups and for two and a half years. Horrible. So when we talked about the hiccups, the first thing I asked him was back to the nervous system. 
because the vagus nerve is a big deal. So we talked about the breathing. And then we got into his food. He hadn't had a fruit in five years because he was on a high protein diet to keep his weight down. So his pH was so off the grid. And so when we started bringing more fruits back into his diet, we started bringing some ancient grains and some of these things that are very alkalizing for him. Greens and everything else that goes with it, water with lemon. He was also drinking uh, between a one pot and two pots of coffee a day. So he was lean looking, but he had hiccups for two and a half years. And one of the medications they put him on was an acid reflux medication. And then they gave him muscle relaxer. And then they gave him a, a, a sleep medication because he couldn't. Can you imagine that? Oh, horrible. Couldn't sleep. And last but not least, they gave him some form of a schizophrenic medication because he was having problems. You can oh, see yeah. how it starts to roll. Oh, right. One medication but, but leads to the next. But it might have started with simple acid reflux, exactly. which leads into many other things. Because when you're taking an acid reflux medication, you're going to have bad digestion. You're going to have bad absorption, which is going to lead you to mineral depletion which leads to all these other problems so and then when you think about gout i mean back in the day that was the disease of the kings and queens that were living this lavish lifestyle eating drinking so when you get people that have gout first thing i'll say to them you know i remember um we were talking about this way back in the day but this 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 guy calls me up and he goes everybody at our at our at our organization is a whole bunch of them having gout you know what should i do I said, well, here's the short answer. This is not the the solution, but many of these gout medications are so difficult on the kidneys and liver. Cause inflammation in the gut. This is so, and they tell you all the side effects with them. They're nine miles long. So I said, here's the deal. Go Go to the health food store, and I want you to buy food grade baking soda. He goes, what's that do? I said, well, stop your gout on a dime. So, because it's very alkalizing. Yeah. And so he goes to the store, buys this, and I said, here's what you do. You take one tablespoon of food grade baking soda, mix it with six ounces of water, you do that four times a day. So about three days later, he calls me up and he goes, I gotta tell you, everybody that's doing this, they don't have, the gout symptoms are gone. (laughs) I go, the gout symptoms are gone, but it's not fixing the problem. I can guarantee all you guys are drinking too much, right? Too much alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Are you drinking too much coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you doing a bunch of processed food? Yeah, yeah. You're not sleeping. You have a lot of stress, yes. So all that stuff led into their gout. When anybody gets gout, especially in your big toe there's nothing worse than people you know so again back to uric acid buildup you take a medication to clear the uric acid when reality is what's causing the uric acid buildup we're not going after the source of the problem so again it's a ph imbalance so if you have start out with a little bit of acid reflux i remember when i was a kid my mom used to make this big huge sunday dinner pot roast and it was just, you know, all the stuff. We'd eat too much, too much. Gravy and... Gravy and the beef and the whole list and the, the white bread and all that stuff, right? And then I would go play basketball across the street and I would have this acid reflux. <laughs> and I never knew what this taste was in my mouth. I never experienced it. Only And then I kept looking back. I'm like, that was acid reflux yeah. as a kid. Yeah. I'm like 10 years old. Yeah. So if people have it, it's so easy to fix. Yeah. And again, it doesn't come from the, the Tums or the Prilosec or maybe even even moving to the Nexium. It comes from changing what you eat and drink yeah. and obviously how you breathe and everything else goes with that. So 
But don't think it's a little baby problem. Yeah, it can turn into something. It's like when people have atrial fib. Mm-hmm. You know, people say it's very common. It's common, but it's not normal. Right. Acid reflux is very common. It's not normal. If you have acid reflux, you got a lot of problems facing you because they're going to put you on stuff mm-hmm. that's going to make the problem even worse down the road. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. That's why we're having this conversation. Well, I mean, a girl my age, my one of my best friends, she her doctor put her on an acid reflux medication. Because she's been having, she has no idea why, but she's been having really bad acid reflex. Well, let's figure out why. So she's been taking Tums every single day. And I think that stopped working. Eventually, it's probably going to stop working, and then you're going to get on a medication. And, you know, I I just remind her, you know, we don't want to preach too much, but I just remind her that, look, you're treating your symptoms, but you're not fixing the problem. Your body's talking to you, something's going on, and there's simple things you can do like water with lemon. And I just, sometimes I just, I don't understand why if someone knew something worked 100% of the time and it was easy and you were able to actually tackle the cause of your issue, why wouldn't you do it? Well, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to have the 14-day on tart living acid reflux challenge. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a guy I was doing some consulting with. And, you know, I, I do a fair amount of consulting. And the guy says to me, I got to tell you, I got to tell you something. I said, what's that? He goes, you know, you charge me a lot of money to tell me to eat apples. <laughs> I said, well, when you first reached out to me, which was about six months ago, you had gout, acid reflux, high blood pressure, imbalance cholesterol. So tell me how you're doing today. He goes, well, I don't have any of those anymore. Mm. But I said, so the reason I'm telling you to eat apples is because apples are incredible for diet. It's a, it's a symbiotic. It's fantastic for gut health. So you, you know apples are good for you, but you weren't eating them. But I told you exactly what the apple did, and you started doing it, and then you were doing hot water and, and ginger in the evening. It's nothing magical. There's no money in it. No. You're not going to hear about it. But you start doing it, and then we started doing some of the other things, and the next thing you know, you don't have any of these problems. So if I would have said to you six months before this, you have all these problems, and in six months they're going to all disappear, what would you be willing to pay? And we're having this conversation. He goes, I would have paid you anything. So I said, now you're questioning me on how much I'm charging (laughs) for me telling you an apple? Totally. What I'm telling, I'm educating you is understanding why you're doing what you're doing. And now you have the answer because that's our goal. Our goal is not to tell people exactly what to do. We want to teach you what to do. And so when we have these conversations and simple as eating an apple, apples are, you know, we talk about apple cider vinegar and all that stuff. That's great. But eating an apple three times a week and doing water with lemon, maybe some ginger, you will not have acid reflux unless you're drinking too much alcohol and doing a bunch of stupid stuff. Right. Yeah. And especially, and I just get concerned. I know you consult a lot of older, you know, individuals too, but I consult a lot of people in my age. There's no reason for them to have some of these issues. So I think not that we want to say that a lot of these things are super easy to fix, but when you start taking these small steps, 100% of the time, they're going to work. And again, I think you're pulling back the curtain Mm -hmm. and helping to understand, number one, why do they have it? Versus that's what drives us crazy is like you go and you say this, I got this problem, and they give you this. Well, first thing I asked the guy with the hiccups, has anybody talked to you about diaphragmatic breathing? 
as soon as I heard he, that was not even on the equation and all these health professionals went to see, I'm like, they don't even know what they're talking about. No, and people are frustrated. They don't want these issues. I mean, hiccups for two and a half years, that impacts your whole your whole life. I can't do hiccups for two minutes. No, exactly. So yes, that's kind of what we want to address today is just getting to the root cause and not just fixing your symptoms. The answer doesn't have to come from a pill bottle. You know, we don't have to focus just on the cure. We focus on healing from the inside out. So, and I know you mentioned apples being symbiotics and symbiotics are huge for gut health. You can think of pre and probiotics. Symbiotics are kind of a mixture. A lot of whole foods have symbiotics. So you don't necessarily have to take a prebiotic or probiotic. You get these things from real foods. So let's move into people who are experiencing skin acne issues, which is a digestive related issue and simply can be improved by eating more whole foods. So talk about this, because I know this is kind of your opening when you do your keynote presentations, because you did struggle a lot with skin issues growing up. Yeah, so for about 15 years of my life, I had psoriasis and eczema, and I was given oral meds and topical creams, and you know, the doctors kept coming back to my parents, your son does have sensitive skin. No, I was a terrible eater. You know, I grew up on, I was eating Captain Crunch every day and actually putting sugar on Captain Crunch or alpha, alphabets or oh beefaroni and bologna sandwiches for lunch. I loved it. And then, you know, I would never really drink much besides uh, Kool-Aid and, and uh, Pepsi were my drinks and whole milk. So, <laughs> and you look back and you're like, but then when I started changing what I was eating when I was about my second year in college, my skin got better. So what we have to understand is if you have skin issues, whether it's eczema, psoriasis, dandruff, acne, whatever it might be, because I had all that. I couldn't even wear dark shirts when I was in high school. And I had the severe dandruff and I had dandruff shampoos and it was a disaster. Oh yeah. So again, as you have, if your skin starts showing up, that tells you you most likely have a digestive problems. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do some creams and potions and things like that, but once you clean up the digestive health, again, that's where the immune system lives in the gut, mm-hmm. the skin starts getting better. And when people have vibrant skin, you know they're healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, especially as people get older, the first thing I'm looking for, as I mentioned earlier, I'm looking at their feet, I'm looking at their oh, skin, yeah. I'm looking at their hair. Yep. That's all coming from that. So again, as you take care of your body, you're drinking more water, you're moving your body, have good good elimination. When people are not having good elimination, it shows up in their skin. That's kind of a good sign, I think. If you're not eliminating every day, then yes. you're probably gonna have some sort of digestive issue. Yeah, so when you think of skins, the first thing I talk to my clients about or when I'm doing training with this is I talk about the bulls. Mm-hmm. You know, the, how the body eliminates. The bowel, the urine, the lymph, the lungs, and the skin. Yeah. And so if you're not doing the first four before skin, then if you're not having a good bowel movement, you're probably gonna have an issue. So when you think of, uh, you know, back to the liver, when the liver gets stagnant, you know, the, the bowel movement will not be right. And the color of the bowel movement might be more pale. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, it's almost like jaundice or you look in people's eyes or they have baggy, you know, bags under their eyes right away, I know they're probably having problems with their digestive health, which shows up in their skin. Mm-hmm. So the skin is a really good indicator. It's the largest organ in the human body mm-hmm. of what's going on. So again, when you look at acne or you look at skin problems, which I had them, Matt had them, you had a little bit of them. But as you clean up your diet, you know, everything starts to get better. That's why chlorophyll is so critical mm-hmm 
for cleaning for out. cleaning out the skin because yeah. it's a natural detoxifier. That's why water is so important. That's why daily movement to sweat. That's why Epsom salts again, bowels, yeah. urine, lymph, lymph, lymphatic system. That's why the mini trampoline is so good for yeah. your skin and digestion. So when you look at all that, the, the 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 bowel, the urine, the lymph, the lungs, that's why we need to use diaphragmatic breathing, which creates great elimination, yeah. which puts a lot less stress on the skin. Yeah, exactly. And then what you put on your skin, you know, if you can't eat it, and again, this is a whole other level of to- <laughs> talking, but your shampoo, your toothpaste, your deodorant, all that goes on the skin and the skin doesn't have a very it doesn't have this filtering system yeah. when it goes on the skin it goes in the body right. so what goes on the skin that's why when people do a patch for like quitting smoking or a hormonal it's right on the skin yeah. so what we put on the skin is a big deal so if you're using some type of uh you know sunscreen this summer make sure you're getting a higher quality yeah. sunscreen yep or something more natural you can you can identify the ingredients so as far as elimination goes ideally people want to eliminate first thing in the morning when they wake up would you say some point during the day oh yeah i mean when you get up and take floyd for a walk the first thing floyd's going to do he's going to pee and poop Mm -hmm. right so it's a hierarchy of needs yep and ideally i know my son is 18 months old i don't there's not many mornings that he doesn't wake up with a bowel movement every single morning or sometimes after the naps. It's like when he rests and digests, that's when he has his bowel movements. Well, again, back to, you know, we're talking about skin, but if you looked at the first thing, when you really try to get people to be healthy, one of the things we talk right at the very beginning is, is the bowls. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not having good elimination, you're going to have toxicity. Yeah. And then the toxicity is going to show up in your skin. Yeah, it's going to build up. It's going to show up in your eyes. It's going to show up in your kidneys, your liver. It starts showing up. So that's why the skin is such a big deal because it's the only thing we can really recognize. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at people's nails and I look at their skin and they're like, what are you doing? And I, I pinch their skin sometimes and they're like, why are you doing that? I'm like, well, it shows me if you're a little dehydrated. Yeah, if it stays in a place. Right. So if it's not going back, and I used to do this with your grandpa, mm-hmm. we'd go golfing oh, and yeah. he, you know, it'd be noon and he hasn't had any water. He'd just have a couple cups of coffee. And I would pinch the skin. It would it stay that way for like two holes. Oh god! And I go, Dad, what are you doing? Yeah. He goes, What do you mean? He goes, I go. He goes, Well, coffee's water. I'm like, Dad, coffee's not water. Yeah. But again, the skin will show up. And again, part of when you see vibrant skin, then you know. And that's when you see people, their skin, their hair, their nails, everything starts getting better, and they're like, you know. Wow, I'm really feeling good. I already know that your right. skin's you very can see vibrant. It on the surface. Mm-hmm. Yep. So psoriasis, eczema, all those things kind of stem from digestive issues. And I think a simple thing people can do when they wake up in the morning, they're already dehydrated. Drink some water before you have your coffee. I'm not saying don't have your coffee. Just before you have your coffee, drink a big glass of water. If you really struggle with digestion, throw in you know some lemon in there. And I think as far as elimination goes. I think we all, when we eliminate, we obviously feel lighter and we feel better, but having that 12 to 14 hour fast overnight, not eating after you eat dinner, and then giving yourself 12 hours before you eat breakfast, that's the number one thing you can do for elimination because it gives your digestive system time to cleanse and do what it needs to. It throws out the trash. And then again, we talk about what we're going to talk about in a minute, but 
it's one of the greatest things to rejuvenate your immune system is mm-hmm. is, is taking the body time to clean itself. Yep. And the fasting, it doesn't have to be during the day. It can be the overnight hours. And, you know, I've been talking about just common sense fasting. Basically, fasting when you're sleeping and eating when you're awake. Just it's the it's circadian rhythm fast. Yep. That's so how we're designed. Mm-hmm. It's our animals. We, they all do the same thing. We should be doing the same thing. So when sun goes down, sun comes up, we're not eating. Yeah. Right. So it's exactly. a, just a 12 to 14 hour overnight, overnight fast. But the last thing about the skin is just to understand that if your skin is not where you want it to be, it really begins in the gut. As simple as drinking more water, the lemon, the ginger, eating whole foods, mm-hmm. the apples, the pre, pro, and symbiotics, uh, chlorophyll, anything high in greens. These are all going to make the digestive system better, mm-hmm. which leads into better skin. Exactly. Yep. And so let's move on to, I know the, di- the gut-brain connection, everything is kind of connected here, but autoimmune issues. So let's talk about you know, lupus, Parkinson's, allergies. I, you know, I know a lot of this stuff stems from the gut and digestive related issues, but can you talk more about this? Well, step number one is to understand last year alone, we had 30 to 40 million people on a prescription autoimmune suppressant. So what does that mean? So you're taking a medication to suppress the immune system because the immune system is completely out of balance. When you think of this cytokine storm from COVID, the reason people are having all this because cytokine means you have too much inflammation, you're just piling on. Mm -hmm. So the body can't help. So the body has this thing called the immune system to protect ourselves. It's like a hazmat suit. But if you already have way too much inflammation, your, your immune system's already compromised and you throw more things on top of that, yeah. stress comes in, COVID comes in, all this stuff, no wonder people are sideways. Yeah. So go back to that, why does, you know, why are 40 million people on an auto, you know, uh, immune system suppressant? That's, that's a major problem right mm-hmm. there. So we should be seeing this at the highest mountaintop about how do you boost and or rejuvenate your immune system. You just mentioned it. One of the greatest things for your immune system is 12 to 14 hours fasting. Overnight. That's fantastic for the immune system. Number two, we talked about this in the last podcast, the nervous system. So if the nervous system is out of balance, I have too much anxiety, too much stress, mm-hmm. you're not going to have good digestion, which you're not going to have good limit. You know, you're not going to have any of this stuff, which are going to lead to a weak immune system. So when we see all these autoimmune problems, whether it's lupus, Parkinson's, um, psoriasis, I mean, there's a lot of things out there that are leading to major issues for this immune system. We got to step back. I had a woman uh, that had lupus a handful of years ago, and I ran into her husband at a function, and one thing led to another. We got talking, and I said, hey, how's your wife doing? He goes, she's just, she's a mess. She has lupus, and she's... She's basically failing in her mid-40s. So, you know, I just asked some better questions, and we went this and that. And finally, I said, I'd be happy to talk with her. So one thing led to another. She was on 90 milligrams of prednisone mm-hmm. because she had all this inflammation. Her head looked like a pumpkin. She was all blown up and super red and basically just checking it off the box. That You know, she's sitting on the couch and eating Twizzlers and yeah. Diet Coke and... Right. You know, nothing I can do. I just have this um, this death sentence. I said, well, uh, that's not that's not the answer. So we did one thing at a time, build things over time. And today she's on zero prednisone. Wow. 
her lupus is basically dormant. She's a spokesperson for the Lupus Foundation. And it all changed in her lifestyle. You know, she quit doing this and started adding this and quit doing this and started adding this. And the next thing you know, she just has the power of food. And now, you know, she's talking about recipes all the time and sharing with people. And she's a real spokesman. And she's full of juice and energy. And she's got her life back. Yep, she's doing more minerals, wheatgrass. She's doing all the stuff, right? So if you are out there and you have some of these autoimmune problems, step back and say, okay, what can I do to lower my inflammation? And how can I rejuvenate my immune system? You know, we had Dr. Jeffrey Bland on, Matt was interviewing him. And one of the things he was talking about rejuvenating the immune system. And one of the things that hit me, he said, you know, the human body basically produces 100 or basically 1 million white blood cells every 10 seconds. The body produces 20 million red blood cells every 10 seconds. And then it produces 30 million platelet cells every 10 seconds. So what does that say to you? The body is constantly rejuvenating mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. So if you can start putting the body in a better position to rejuvenate itself, mm-hmm. hence we don't have all these immune issues. Yeah. And so if you're looking to fight in COVID or anything in the future, it really begins with the immune system. Yeah, which starts that, in the gut. Starts in the gut. It starts with balancing that nervous system with the breathing and the sleeping and all that kind of stuff. And then everything we talked about, prebiotics today, probiotics, symbiotics, water, some of the superfoods. Yep. And basically, just to remember, pre and probiotics, they help to balance that good bacteria in your gut. So they can help with digestion. They can speed things along. And they come from real whole foods. So just making it simple. If you're eating real whole foods, those foods found in the center of the food target, you really can't go wrong. I I learned this in yoga too. Just obviously moving the body can help with digestion, but also twisting. So, you know, if... If I have a group and I'm teaching yoga and they want to feel rejuvenated and energized, it's first thing in the morning, you better believe I'm doing twisting poses, whether it's squatting and twisting to the right or left or, you know, whatever it is. Twisting is amazing. We do a lot of the trunk twists, but just moving the body the way it should move. And as far as boosting the immune system, some nutrients that we could easily talk about. It's not gonna take us a lot of time. I think everyone, like you said, should be shouting this from the rooftop. Vitamin C, eat some oranges. Don't take a vitamin C supplement. That's usually a synthetic version. Eat oranges, leafy greens. All these things have vitamin C in there. We know that's gonna boost our immune system. Another big nutrient, vitamin D. Vitamin D we get from the sun, but one of the most powerful sources is cod liver oil. So we're getting omega-3s from cod liver oil, but we're also getting vitamin D. And then the last is zinc. Zinc, we know a lot of people are taking zinc supplements for their immune system, but we're gonna get that from nuts and seeds and grains and all sorts of good sources. So just getting in some of these nutrients, and that's why we talk a lot about the big three superfoods at On Target Living, wheatgrass, spirulina corella, cod liver oil, those three, have all of the nutrients you need from a nutrition standpoint. You do those three and you cover all your basis. You get all your B vitamins and so forth. So just kind of always going back to that old wisdom, improving digestion, 90% of immune system is made in the gut, really through the foods that we eat. This gut brain connection is, is a real thing. And I really like what you said about the twisting. As simple as it sounds, when you move the body, it helps with elimination. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, that's why when we get up in the morning, whether it's Brady or I'm walking Floyd, 
they we have to move so a big part of this immune system is you have to keep the body clean detoxified so again whether i'm twisting i'm doing a mini trampoline i'm going for a walk i'm drinking enough water omega-3 fats magnesium is a mineral relaxation that helps to oh, have a right. bowel movement yeah and so when people are not having a bowel movement you're going to have a problem with your immune system mm-hmm. so this is the all kind of go together or even taking an Epsom salt bath at night, because then you're kind of double dosing. You're getting your magnesium, and then you're resting all night long. And then in the morning, things are moving the way that it should. So and that nervous system back into balance by doing the Epsom salt bath. So this concludes our part two of our three-part series. We're going to dive into some other issues next time, um, talking more about kind of mental health issues from standpoint of anxiety and depression and happiness and focus and sleep. Um, So make sure you tune in, but we just are here to help you simplify some of the issues that you may be facing on a regular basis. So stay tuned for next time.